Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the My Mickey Podcast. I'm Karen Stoner, the owner and dream designer for My Mickey Vacation Travel, and I am here with my Disney-loving husband, Jeff. Hello, darling. Hi, honey. So today, I thought we would chat a little bit about something that's sort of newish um, that started a couple years ago in uh, the Disney World parks, that, but they've been coming more popular, um, are the Disney After Hours events. I love the After Hours. You know, I was asking you before we started recording when the first one was that we went to, because we went to one of the very first ones, and you said 2016. I was like, What? Yeah, that was like, I think, literally the first or second one that they had. Because I remember when we went, like nobody was at the first one. Right. And they were like inviting some DVC people that happened to be on property to go for free just to have people right. get to the park. So, yeah, so I remember that being kind of neat, but we went to that. And, and we um, weren't even planning on going. We were there for uh, another Disney event and uh, with the travel trade. And I think we just kind of stumbled that they were having it. And I think we even got like an annual pass discount. I think they were even putting those out like a deep discount, if I remember right, just to kind of get people in. Yep. Yep. They sure did. So for those of us that are listening that may not know exactly what the Disney after hours are, um, these are not... Um, the extra magic hours that resort guests have where the parks are open an extra two to three hours um, after normal closing time or extra magic hours in the morning where they open about an hour before um, for resort guests um, that are free. That is not what the Disney after hours are. The Disney after hours are after the park closes. They are held at Disney's Magic Kingdom and the newly added Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is pretty cool. And um, Disney's Animal Kingdom and the studios just started um, a couple months ago. But mm -hmm. Magic Kingdom is the one that started about three, just over three years ago um, for those events. And they are at a separate ticketed cost. The cost for the park, but the regular park um, after hours is $125 per person, and that is for the kiddos as well, mm -hmm. ages three and up. So it is not a different cost for the kids. So adults and kids are $125. Annual passes are Annual passes and DVC do get discounts on the tickets. And as far as hours go, they can vary per, you know, per day and, and when they do it, depending on what the park hours are. But they do go as late as um, 10 o'clock at night starting and going for three hours so in one in the morning. So it's about the latest that they do. We've done a couple that are from like eight to 11 and mm -hmm. nine to 12, but there are some from 10 to one. Well, I think one of the key things for folks to understand about these after hours parties is, and when we think about special ticketed after hours parties, we often think about um, Mickey's very Merry Christmas party and not so scary Halloween party. These are not like those parties because they limit the number of tickets that are sold. Uh, I mean, they're very limited. So you can be walking around these parks and the parks basically feel empty. Um, and the rides are lineless. There's no lines. Um, you know, we'll talk about some of the other features, but um, that's one of the key things to kind of keep in mind is that very few people are in the parks. And so that makes yeah. it e even more enjoyable. 
Oh, for sure. It's not like um, you know, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party where the, those tickets are limited too, supposedly, which they are. Um, but the parks can feel pretty crowded sometimes for those events. But for these, the Disney after hours are, um, the parks really are virtually empty and um, the attractions are pretty much walk on. There are no special character meet and greets, no special features like you do at the at the other Halloween parties and Christmas parties that they have. Um, but pretty much most attractions are open. Um, a lot of the shows are, well, some of the shows are open, like, um, Actually, no, that's not even true. Um, a lot of the shows are closed at some of the parks, like Animal Kingdom. We'll get into the specifics, but like at Magic Kingdom, most of the main attractions are open. We'll say that. Um, right. But there aren't, you know, the Tiki Room isn't open, that kind of thing. Well, one of the things that that is a special treat or special perk at the After Hours parties, though, is you do get the free ice cream bars and free sodas, free water, free popcorn. That is all included as yep, well. Yep, the ice cream, the Mickey bars, uh, Mickey ice cream sandwiches, and even those little frozen fruit bars um, are included. Mm-hmm. And then the bottled water and bottled sodas are included in it, right. and the little popcorns. That is really cool um, to get that. So if you save your appetite, you can get lots of yummy snacks, <laughs> especially in the summertime when it's hot. And you know, it's nice to have a... Um, your share of Mickey bars. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about Magic Kingdom after hours at Magic Kingdom. Yes, we've done that many, many times. And I definitely find it is worth the cost for it. And you can get into the park early. So if the party starts at, you know, eight or nine o'clock or even 10 o'clock, you can get into the park at seven o'clock with a after hours party ticket. So if you don't have a regular park ticket for that day, you can get into the park at seven. So you can take advantage of, you know, the evening fireworks and things like that. So you can do all that. And then they kick everybody out after that. <laughs> but um, the line is pretty short. And I have found it towards the, once everybody kind of left, it was so empty that people were laying on the, um, on the on the street taking photos with the photo pass photographers remember seeing that the photo pass photographers were laying down doing some really cool photos yeah, <laughs> yeah though i think the, my favorite one was when we we kind of came through cinderella castle working away from Fantasyland into main street and we got to um the other side of where the arch is and there was like this little crowd we couldn't figure out what was going on i saw this guy laying down i thought maybe somebody was hurt and we get over there and here it was the photo pass guy laying on the ground shooting up towards the guests so that they got the castle in the background from the ground level up. It was really cool. So they, I guess with the smaller crowds and the photo pass guys being available, it was really kind of cool that they could take the extra time with the guests and really get some really neat shots. Yeah. So those, that, those kind of things are fun that you don't get during a regular park day and you don't get that mm-hmm. um, during even the other parties like the Halloween and Christmas party. Um, but pretty much you can hit all the attractions repeatedly at Magic Kingdom and the lines are virtually walk on. So if you're going at a last minute trip and you know, you don't have time to get fast passes or, or whatever, even if you, even if you do and you're a late night person or you want a day to um, spend the day to sleep in and plan on an evening, it really is a neat value, a good value um, to take advantage of the magic kingdom once. 
absolutely especially especially the number of attractions that are there and just being able to do the walk on it just makes so yep. much sense it's a it's a great way to it's a great way it's a great way to pay for uh three hours of basic unlimited fast pass if you want to think of it Excellent. that way yeah exactly and they've been coming pretty popular even though they're popular on um, the parks are still pretty empty but disney's starting mm -hmm. to add something new that i am super excited about that's going to be starting um, later this summer, and um, it is the Disney Villains After Hours at the Magic. I love this. So I am very excited about that. I know that a lot of people are huge fans of the Disney Villains, and they've done a few events at um, the other parks, at the studios. For those of you Disney mm -hmm. Villain fans, may recall they did a couple special evening things. Club yeah, villain. they did Club Villain, um, and they did the other, um, what was that, Villain Spectacular? Was the Villain Spectacular that they had, the special show around yeah. Halloween time, at the, and it had dinner and a DJ and all that stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah. I forget the exact name of it, but yeah, they, they've done several things around the theme of villains, and it's always, always popular. So I love that they're incorporating the villains into the after hours. Yeah, so these are not, these are only on specific ones. Um, so the Disney Villains After Hours event at Magic Kingdom um, is, that starts on June 6th is the first party for that and the last one is august 8th so there are other um disney after hours at magic kingdom before that but those do not include the disney villains special one so that one's only from june 6th through august 8th those ones do include the disney um villains in those and they're doing some fun extra things for those in addition to the attractions being open and the popcorn and ice cream and all that they're doing a neat stage show it's called villains unite uh, villains unite the night with hades meg from right. hercules jafar maleficent and the queen and dr facilier not evil queen just queen yeah they stopped um they took the the evil out of it they, they informed us of that at the the new storybook um dinner with snow white that they just call her the queen now i guess yeah. so anywho but she'll be there <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, it's a fun stage show that they're going to have with the, with the uh, the new villains, which will be nice, and it'll be exclusive to the after hours event. Uh, but they're also going to have a lot of special snacks and special merchandise. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about is they are going to turn Maleficent loose in the parks, and I don't mean just any Maleficent. But we're talking about the fire-breathing dragon Maleficent float from the Festival of Fantasy Parade. That is going to be amazing. I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. And that's going to be I happening um, supposedly throughout the evening, I guess, at different times through different parts of the park, I'm guessing. Um, mm -hmm. But so I can't wait to go to the first event to see what that's like. But that's going to, how cool is that to be in the dark and having her going and breathing fire? And that's going to be really cool. That's what I was just getting ready to say. I'm just, you know, we're always used to seeing her at three o'clock, you know, in the broad daylight with the sun shining. It's going to be so amazing to see her uh, with the fire breathing at night. It's just going to be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, they are going to have special snacks, special merchandise. Those, um, the snacks are not complimentary. Um, those are available, but they are available at a cost. So, but the mm -hmm. regular Mickey bars and ice cream sandwiches and stuff like that, um, those are included. But any 
special merchandise for this event. There is an extra charge for that. Um, and there won't be any actual character um, villain meet and greets, which I'm right. kind of disappointed about that. I kind of figured they, you know, after the show or before they'd have some villains walking around, but I don't know, maybe they'll change that. But I think it's, um, I wish they were doing something like that, but it'd be kind of cool to see the show itself, I think. I think it's a nice add-on. Yep. Um, the cost for this particular after-hours event is um, a little bit more expensive than um, the regular after-hours. The tickets are $139 plus tax in advance of the event. If you wait to the day of the event, they are $144. Annual pass holders and DVC discounts are available for $30 off per ticket. And tickets go on sale for this event April 29th. So um, the events are limited for this summer. So if you are interested in going, um, you plan, I would plan on being prepared to get yeah. there, to get online or um, call your Disney travel professional with my Mickey vacation travel and um, get your tickets. Yeah. And I, I was going to mention that earlier about when we talked about, you know, this, we, we, we still kind of feel like after hours is a new event, even though it's been around for three years. And I think we feel that way because they are so limited. I think the first year they did them, they only did like, they only did it twice. So it's real important to understand that these things are pretty rare. And when they do them, it's, it's not like the Halloween or Christmas party where they do them, you know, three or four nights a week during those seasons. It's, it's a pretty rare event. So especially if you can catch the villain after hours, which is even more limited. So I think that'll be uh, a definite snag if you can get in to see those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we recently did the after hours at Disney's Hollywood studios, which I really liked. Um, We are not real big tower of terror, rock and roller coaster kind of folks. We're not at all. Not at all. (laughs) So we didn't take advantage of uh, the, the activities in that side of the park, but we spent so much time over in Toy Story Land, which was so much fun. So amazing. Um, Buzz Lightyear, Woody and Jesse were all out greeting folks with basically no line. Uh, I think Woody and Jesse, we kind of got caught in a, in a line where, where they kind of take a break and go back, do whatever they do backstage. Checking and on the toys. Checking on the toys. That's what they do. And, uh, so that, that causes maybe a, an extra five or 10 minutes, but the lines were very short to see the uh, characters, which is really awesome. But even after seeing the characters, what was really awesome was that the rides basically had no lines. I mean, we walked right on to Toy Story Mania, walked right on to Alien Swirling Saucer. And what was a little deceiving for us, though, was Slinky Dog Dash. The sign said it was the 30-minute standby. We were kind of watching that throughout the night and waiting for it to go down and go down. It never really kept going down at all. So we figured, well, we're going to get on this ride, so we better just go do it. So we were fully anticipating this 30-minute wait and we got up there and it was what five minutes ten minutes something like that I mean the line was very short uh, maybe 1500 people in front of us and it kept moving so it wasn't like we were standing there was people in front of us but it was kind of you know we just kind of kept walking up and it it wasn't bad at all like especially like during the day and it was so much fun to ride at night. So, um, you know, certainly not the um, 
long, long, long wait you get during regular park hour. So it was the, the, the standby sign of 30 minutes was a little misleading. So we, you know, when we got on, it was basically a walk on, uh, just a small wait, but how much fun was that riding that thing at night? I love that ride. Oh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We had a good time with that. And I think that the after hours at the studios is awesome. If you're into the rides, you know, star tours is open, uh, right. rock and roller coasters open, tarot is open. So all the big stuff is open. The kiddos shows, um, are not, so, um, you know, Voyage and the Little Mermaid wasn't open and the right. uh, Frozen wasn't open, but Olaf was there for pictures, as was um, Mickey and Minnie for pictures. Um, one thing that to point out that I know is a lot of questions out there with the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening uh, later this summer, when they do open, they will not be participating in the Disney after hours for um, the studios. So if Disney does decide, which I think they are planning on extending that into the fall for the um, extra magic, well, not extra magic hours, I'm sorry, <laughs> for the Disney after hours events, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will not be included in that. Um, Launch Bay is open. So that's another character um, meet and greet I forgot to mention before, but we did, we saw all the characters and um, so they were all out even for now. Um, but Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will not be a part of the after hours events when they do start. And launch pay was fun because we went in and uh, there's a small line for Chewbacca, but there was no line for Kylo Ren. And he actually spent a little extra time with us that I don't think you would get, you know, when, during regular park hours. So that was a lot of fun. He was a bit uh, chatty, getting- which was kind of, I wasn't, and I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I wasn't really sure, but he was trying to give me secrets on the dark side and stuff. But <laughs> it was, it was really funny. I took advantage of that. <laughs> I mean, he got right up in your face, didn't he? He sure did, but I was not intimidated. <laughs> No, you weren't. You stood your ground. I really did. I really did. You did, you did good. Yeah. Hollywood Studios, I, I felt that party was a, a success. Uh, we, we did find that uh, the access points to the popcorn and the free snacks were a little bit limited. Uh, there was one outside of... Um, outside like the Brown Derby, like kind of in the main... Hub. Yeah, that Brown Derby area, right. Um, and, uh, but we were kind of surprised there was nothing back in Toy Story Land. Yeah, so we had um, to leave. Woody's Lunchbox was open um, for purchasing things, but uh, we had to leave Toy Story Land to go get our snacks. Yeah. So hopefully that's something that can be corrected. In yeah, the future. so that was, there were some pickings for that, but they were still available. And I think for me personally, because I'm not a real ride person, I enjoyed getting ready, you know, getting to do what we did. But for the value, I would do it again, but I think I would do it during um, Christmas time when they do the um, season's greetings and all the snow and the projections mm-hmm. and stuff on Terra Terra, then I think it would take, right. I would enjoy the time there just kind of exploring the park and taking pictures and looking at the lights and hearing the music and things like that. And I think if we were more into Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, we could take advantage of those short lines where uh, you wouldn't get those during regular park hours. I think we'd you know, maybe appreciate it a little bit more. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So for me personally, it was nice to do the Toy Story stuff, but I'm not a big ride fan. So I'm the bigger rides, but I would definitely go back um, just to enjoy the Christmas stuff and the low crowds and and just to see all that stuff. So even if you're not a um, big ride fan, it's a good time to go, I think is during the holiday time. Um, But if you are into the rides and you can, Definitely get your money's worth out of that. Now, there was uh, one time when you kind of left me behind and went to the world by yourself or with some other family members, and you got to hang out at 
Animal Kingdom after Yes, hours. we did that. I took my mom and my daughter and one of her girlfriends, and it was sort of a last-minute trip. So we didn't have any good fast passes for, for Animal Kingdom, and that is McKenna's um, favorite park, and she loves all the, the coasters and um, Pandora and all that stuff. So she wanted to have a good time there with her with her friend. So I thought, well, that made sense for us um, to do that park, and it really was a cool park. It was empty, and it is dark. You don't realize how dark that park is. <laughs> <laughs> when you're walking around like nobody was around, it was kind of eerie. Um, but they had dance parties going on. Um, Pandora was literally walk on. We could have ridden Flight of Passage all night long, walk on if we wanted to. Same with Navi River, um, Dinosaur. Not only was it walk on, but you could have stayed on the car if you wanted to and ride it. Um, Everest was the exact same thing. Um, I did not go on that, but, um, the girls went on it. They stayed on, they didn't have to even get off the car. They just stayed on and they kept riding it. So it was awesome. So if you like doing those kind of rides and, or if you didn't get a fast pass for a flight of passage and you don't want to wait on the lines for it, but you want to enjoy it, definitely take advantage of the after hours at Animal Kingdom. Um, the only thing is that the whole Harambe village area is totally closed. So you can't walk around wow. through there. Um, and the safari is closed. I was disappointed that we couldn't walk through it because they usually have, you know, entertainment and stuff over there and, you know, places to get mm -hmm. snacks and things, but they had it all shut down. So no Lion King or, um, the up no. bird show or anything like no, that at night. Nothing okay. like that. But they did have over in dinosaur over in Dino Land, the musicians and the characters mm -hmm. were out doing dance parties and stuff like that. So they did have all that. Nice. Um, and the Tree of Life show was going on. Um, so okay. yeah, so that was pretty cool. So we had we had a great time and it was it was great to walk around and then, of course the girls got lots of pictures and things like that over in Pandora, which is so pretty at night. Um, but it was mm -hmm. definitely worth the money for some for, for that part. I think I would spend probably double or triple the amount of that ticket price to spend an evening like that at Animal Kingdom. Uh, that, to me, just sounds so, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's, there's a romance to that. Just that park is so spectacular and eerie and... Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I love, I fall in love with that park every time I go yeah. into it uh, all over again. And so to have limited crowds and access to, like you said, Pandora being so gorgeous and the whole Asia area, I, I love the Asia area over uh, into where uh, Yak and Yeti is and working your way over to uh, the coaster and even, even down into Dinoland. It's just so amazing. And uh, to, to be in that situation where the crowds are limited and just walk on access, I think that would be oh, so Oh, it was. Fun. We had a great time. And after we were kind of done with the rides and things like that, the Nomad Lounge was open, which is that really cool lounge um, outside of Tiffin's, kind of at the entrance of mm -hmm. um, Pandora there. And it's a gorgeous lounge if you've ever been in there. But they were open and um, they were serving cocktails and snacks and um, so we sat in there for a bit and just kind of hung out and had, you know, a couple drinks and, um, it was nice just to take advantage of just the peacefulness of it. So yeah, nice. we enjoyed that. Nice. Now I know animal kingdom has had a history of being clo you know, closing very early, just the nature of the park, but with, since Pandora's 
come along. I guess the park hours are, are a little bit later. So would the after hours be stacked on top of that even in the summer? Yes, we went, it was actually, we went in February, beginning of February we went. Okay. And the after hours was from eight to 11, which is, wow. um, it's not late for the average person, but for me, that's kind of late. Right. <laughs> Those of you that know me, I'm not, you know, a hang out in the park till two, three o'clock in the morning, like I, some people would in the summer. But um, yeah, but it was it was nice. We got there early enough so that we could do um, the safari and and that kind of stuff, and and so the Lion King, and um, got some daytime pictures and um, grab dinner and things like that. Um, but the after sure. hours started at eight o'clock. So it went from eight to 11 and we were there till about 10 30, I would say. And it was plenty of time to see everything repeatedly and be relaxed and kind of chill and, and all that. So. Well, the other thing to keep in mind too, is when they have these after hours events, the transportation systems continue to run. So you don't have to worry about getting back to your resort at the end of the party or anything like that. It's all you know, they keep the, they keep the transportation going, the buses and the monorails yep. and so forth, depending on what park you're at. So the theme parks themselves aren't the only place where after hours is taking place. Uh, we actually have the return of H2O glow nights that's held uh, during summer on selected nights at Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah. That looks like that would be kind of a cool thing in the evenings to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Most definitely. And they have Rex from Toy Story is the dinosaur of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. cool. So I kind of love that. And I guess all his Toy Story friends are there as well, like a meet and greet. Yep. Um, Woody, Buzz, and Jesse are there for meet and greets. Nice. Um, when you enter the park, it's a glow party. So everything it's you know, it's in the evening. So everything is sort of backlit with cool lighting and glows and I think the water glows and different things and your um, wristband that you get to entering the party that glows. So it's kind of a, a glowing, okay, nice. a glowing party with there's a DJ dance party. Um, there's glowing backdrops for photos. Um, characters are there. There's special foods and drinks and souvenirs available. Um, those are for purchase. There is mm -hmm. not any, um, complimentary snacks or anything like they do in the regular theme park. So nothing is complimentary as far right. as that goes here. Um, there's also an adult area. Um, so if you just kind of want to hang out with the adults and have a cocktail, there is an area for that as well. Cool. Cost is $59 for adults and 54 for kiddos ages three through nine. So uh, I guess it was a pretty successful event last year. They're bringing it back this year. Um, we're not real water park people, but I'm excited. I, I think I'll drop 59 bucks just to wander in and kind of take a look and see what it looks oh, like. Definitely. This year. I think it'd be, be kind of cool. So, and they're holding it from May 30th is the first party through August 24th. So they're doing it a lot longer than they did last year. Last year it was only, I think for a couple, um, couple days in August and the event itself is from eight to 11 PM and you can enter the park at six o'clock with a party ticket. So and those are selected dates between May 30th correct, and August correct, 24th, yes. not every yeah, night. Correct. Overall, I think we are definitely on board with these after-hour parties. Um, I think, like I said, it kind of comes back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. It, for me, it just makes a lot of sense because the, the crowds are significantly limited, um, especially the theme parks. I, I don't know whether how limited they are at H2O Glow Nights, so I can't speak to that, but definitely at the parks, uh, the crowd sizes are so limited 
um, like I said, I think you're basically paying for, you're almost paying for, you know, uh, an unlimited fast pass is really kind of what it is. If you want to think of it that way, if you're, if you're going there for the attraction. Exactly. Exactly. But I know some people are, and I can totally understand it, but some people are upset um, that Disney is doing all these extra events and charging admission. You know, you've already paid a pretty, a pretty penny to get into the parks that day and then to pay extra to stay. Um, especially if you have a family, you know, a family four or five, six people that does, that adds up on an already expensive trip. So, sure, so I totally sure. understand that. But again, if you are going on that once in a last minute trip, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, like I said, it's, if they're going to have, if they're going to charge for that, there has to be that benefit. And I think the, the value in that is just the short lines. It, and that's really where I think it boils down to. And, and like I said, even character access, I mean, there's actually, you know, the, the, getting to see the characters in their, in their normal locations. Like you're still going to see Mickey at town hall and you know, that type of thing. But you don't have the lines like you do on a normal day. So you're going to get a lot more done in those three hours than you would almost, you know, definitely in an entire day, maybe even two days. So the value is there. Um, and I, and I, I, I guess I get it. Yeah. Especially I think in the summertime too, when it's hot during the day, you know, you can take advantage mm -hmm. of the parks in the morning and take a break in the afternoon, you know, and you know, if you're a fan of, all, of magic kingdom and all the rides that has to offer, then that's worth it. Um, the same for the other parks. If you're big ride fans and taking advantage of that, and this is your once in a lifetime trip and you can swing doing it, it's definitely worth the money. Um, I think to do it. Yeah. I give, I give the parties a big thumbs up. I think they're great. And like I said, you have to understand though, that if you, if you have experienced the Christmas and Halloween parties, these are completely different, completely different yeah, experiences. Yeah, because you're paying more for that theme. So you're paying for, with a Halloween party, you're paying for the special parade, the special fireworks, the trick-or-treating and, and all right, that stuff. So there's right. a lot of different things that they're offering there. This is just, you, like you said, you're paying, you know, a premium for unlimited fast passes without needing a fast pass. To yeah. run the park. You, you, you can yeah. run the park. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right. I think that is a good wrap-up of the After Hours Party. And uh, hopefully a lot of our listeners will take advantage of that over the next few months and through the summer, especially the Villains event. I'm so excited about that. So stay with us. We'll probably do a recap of that uh, event at a later date on, on a future episode. All right. So this episode, as always, is brought to you by the fine folks at My Mickey Vacation Travel. And many people come to My Mickey Vacation Travel because they are simply overwhelmed with the Disney planning process. They don't know what they don't know. And once they dig into the planning, it's just too much. And then they hear about all the add-on options that are available, such as the parties we've been talking about. And it becomes even more confusing. Well, the dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel are trained to listen to the dreams and wishes you have for your vacation and then find the right solutions for you. Maybe it's an itinerary adjustment or maybe it's a resort option you didn't consider. And maybe it's a special event like we've talked about in this episode. Whatever your dreams are for your vacation, the dream designers will listen and customize the perfect vacation experience for you and your family. Contact My Mickey Vacation Travel today at MyMickeyVacation.com or search My Mickey Vacation Travel on Facebook or Instagram. That wraps it up for today, and we will see you next time. Bye.